What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to another episode of All Things Behind the Scenes with your girl, Nina Payne. Thank you so much for joining us and being here today. Like I've said before, this show is about all things events. We discuss what happens before the event, after the event, during the event. We talk to amazing professionals who manage all the details behind the scenes to make sure that event happens. And then we also talk about the business of doing events, the ins and outs and do's and don'ts. We discuss all of that here. So having partnerships and collaborations in business is so super important. My next guest and I have worked together in a variety of events. With her marketing expertise and my event production experience, we collaborated and produced some amazing experiences. She is now the event marketing producer for the Walt Disney Company. Yep, the home of the mouse. Please enjoy our conversation with Miss Dana Harvey. I feel like I have to do this when I hear Can I get some more applause? Can I, can I get some applause, too? <laughs> Nina! Dana Harvey! Nina How you doing, Nina Payne. Well, you know, doing me. I know. What are we doing? We're doing me. And we talked about doing something like this for how many years? A couple years. A couple years. Yeah, couple, at least. Years. At least a couple years. So here so here we are. It feels good. I'm, it I'm, does. I'm here. I'm, it does feel good, Nina. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to, to be a part of our first season of All Things Behind the Scenes podcast. Um, I'm just excited to be able to finally share after 20 years of doing work, right? You know, it's time to start talking about it and sharing Absolutely. with people about what we do. And so let's get into it. I just got a few questions. We're going to chit chat. You know, you're going to enlighten some folks about some things. Um, what do you enjoy? Like, let's talk. Oh, let's actually let me talk about how we how we know each other. Right. Okay. So. Okay. I think this is, what year is this? 2023? Um, I met Miss Dana Harvey in 2006. Six, yes. seven. Six, seven. Six, right. seven in there. We go through this all the time. We do. And we don't know what it is. We're just going to say six, seven. And we were working together on a project. Miss Toy Hankins brought us both in to work on um, Kim's, uh, the artist Kim's second album, maybe. Kim album too. It was came album too because we were doing the photo shoots and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so we met. Um, we would meet at have meetings every week or you know some sort of cadence. And um, I remember uh, Toya mentioned who actually is on our show as well. By the way, great interview. You have to catch her. Okay. Um, um, she mentioned she was going to be bringing other people in to help out. And she brought in Miss Dana Harvey. And I can't believe I had known you before that because I feel like we all know the same people. We didn't, you know, kind of thing. And I just kind of connected with you because one of the things that I really like about you, Dana, is that you are super down to earth. Mm -hmm. I think people people probably, and we'll get into kind of how you, the perceptions of people and sort of right. thing, but I wouldn't have known that you were down to earth looking at you. Perception is something else. I don't know what that is, but... Um, I think we just kind of connected and then we saw each other after that. You had one on it and pursued other things. Mm -hmm. And I saw you downtown at the Marriott Renaissance Hotel. This is all coming back to me now. Okay. I was all going right. up Thank the escalator. I think you were coming down. I said, Dana. And you said, Nina. And I said, oh, we got to get together. <laughs> you know, it's one of those moments. Hey, girl. Da, 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 da. And, and then we, we just kind of coffee, pursued. Right? We met for coffee. We met for coffee. Mm -hmm. You remember? In Royal Oak. And we're, <laughs> we did. 
Oh, you remember all that. And we just kind of just connected. And then we just started figuring out what our synergy was. And then we started working on projects together. And you, I think we're working full time, a transition, which we're going to talk about and started your company. And it was awesome to kind of be there for all of that. And so, yeah, we've done a lot of projects together. And so that's super important to, to have you a part of this first season. So thank you for being here. Okay. And then, um, you know, so let's get started. Let's get started. Sorry. Okay. So, so events, we have been doing a lot of events together, um, but you are not doing some other things, um, events without me. I don't know what that's about, but whatever. It, it, you, you know, <laughs> you know it feels odd, and I'm always channeling, what would Nina do? <laughs> WWND, what would Nina do? <laughs> Girl, I'll be on a plane in a minute. Just call me. I got you. And so um, what do you enjoy? Like, what do you like about events? You know, um, as a marketer, it is um, one of the best opportunities to connect, like really connect with people in the moment. You know, you can do a campaign, you can do advertising, you can, you know, post on social media and those things take time. But an event is created from an idea with, a, with an intention and you have people in the moment that you can provide an experience for. So I like to switch events and experiences, you know, on a fluid spectrum mm -hmm. um, because what you want them to get out of your event is this intentional experience, whether it's for a brand, you know, whether it's for a, a personal occasion, um, you know, whether it's to, to further a mission, um, it is the experience. And what I really enjoy, and, and I say this often, the, the times that I, I know that the event is going as it should is when I take a moment from looking at what's happening that we created mm -hmm. and turn around and look at people who are attending. Mm. And I look for the joy in their faces. I look for them whispering to each other. I look for the smiles because that lets you know you did the thing. Yes. You did what you set out to do. That's what I love. I love the experience. I love creating the experience and providing experiences for people. You know, that's a common denominator, I think, in all of the women that we talk to that are involved in events or, you know, curation or creation of it. And it's that moment where you, you do all the work, you know, you've done all the details, all the things to get to this point. And then the curtain opens or yes. the doors open and you see how people are responding to all the things that you did. And it's kind of a, a thankless place, right? Because nobody's patting you on the back for that, right? They may say, great job. You. They're not even thinking about mm -mm. you as a person who created this. No, because they don't, they don't know. It's like, it's why it's called behind the scenes. Right. But what the joy is that you get, right, is that that little the feeling of like, oh man, this is like, this is, this is a thing. Like we did this shit. We did it, you we know, did. and they're, they're enjoying it. We on time because in the pet peeve of mine, we are, we are working it. And this is kind of like, you got to pat yourself on the back for about four and a half minutes mm -hmm. and then you got to get back to work because right. there's stuff to be done. So right. Right. I think all even people have, have that in common. And so um, let's, let's take one step back. I know that you have been in corporate America you know, for the majority, I'll use that loosely, mm -hmm. of your career, um, but you do have, have, and you own your own company. So let's talk about the transition from corporate America into owning uh, your company and tell everybody what the company is called. Okay. So it has been an evolution. And when I say flow and fluid, it just, it applies to so many things. Here's another thing. 
the the flow of me being an entrepreneur, I've always um, had a, a, a corporate job, but there's always been opportunities for me to work on projects outside of that. And they have pretty much been around creating experiences. So um, I've started a few. And, and the last one that um, that really is, is currently the one was Verve 360 Media. Mm-hmm. And to me, that means life all around and just creating these experiences. So I, um, I was working as the, um, the um, marketing director for the Detroit Free Press and the Detroit News. And then I moved to the Public Lighting Authority um, of Detroit. And once my time was there, I just, I said, Dana, you know, just do the thing. Do the damn thing. These are the things <laughs> you tell other people. When you sit in a moment and you know, and your gut is speaking to you and you are listening and you're believing in what it is you want to do, do it. Mm. So I did it. And I think that that time that you and I met, it was supposed to be that time because yeah. we created this, this synergy where we played off of each of our strengths. Yeah. Um, and then meeting with uh, different clients and people and projects around the world, right? I mean, we were were national, we went Mm -hmm. international and, um, and we were able to, to bring joy, not to, not only to the attendees, but I think we, we, we were successful in satisfying our clients too. So, you know, there's doing the thing and then there's being about the business. Mm. Um, and, and the media part of it is, you know, creating and showing what the brand does and look like. So, that's talk, talk, more, talk more about the, the transition because it's not easy, right? So, mm-hmm. so, so when the gut is talking to you and you're listening, what does it look like? Like, take us through the steps of corporate. I'm decide. Look, I am two weeks notice. Like, what was the experience for you in the actual physical transition of it? Um, the experience was was frightening. Honestly, I mean, you are um, you have to come to a place where you are going to believe in yourself and your capabilities and knowing that what you did at work, you can do for yourself. And being a lifelong Detroiter, we knew a lot of people, you know, we knew what was going on. And I think um, using the network, our network and expanding that and, and just talking to people and finding out what's happening and then walking in and showing you know, the, this is how we can solve your, your problems. This is how we can create experiences for your nonprofit, your business, your company, your brand. Um, some of which we probably should have. Good <laughs> Lord, you know, our money is not good money. Oh, <laughs> money is not good money. Money is not good money. Um, but I think just believing in yourself and finding that strong support and foundation or partner mm-hmm. was important for me. Yeah. Um, and even though I began on a route of creating digital services, I just kept moving back into events, you know, so believing in myself, but then forgetting, but then getting back on track mm. and just knowing, OK, where do I specialize in? What brings me joy? How can I bring others joy? Stay true to that. Yeah. And you were you were on this like constant journey and in, in trying to figure it out and and nailing it down, like getting it to it a down. point where it's you know streamlined. And I and I want people to know that that's okay. 
-hmm. You know, that's okay. You know, where you start is where you start. And it could be in one environment in one year and a completely different in another. But if you are adjusting and modifying, staying true to who you are, but taking advantage of the opportunities that you see and or create based on what you can do, then your flow will continue to happen. So it was always evolving. And mm -hmm. sometimes I, I, I question, I don't even like the name of my company. Do I need to change? <laughs> you know, just constantly questioning myself. Yeah. And still trying to show up, um, mm -hmm. just trying to show up. And, and you did that. You know, I think one of the, 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 the things I think we have to address is women working together. You know, I think there's we been, there's always this kind of thing that I hear about that, um, you know, we don't get along or we, there's no way for us to be partners or whatever the, the myths out there in the street are. But I think in our situation, you know, we blew away whatever myths that there were. It was two companies coming together, two women coming together, two different types of styles coming together, um, focusing on each other's strengths, you know, mining, event management, production, logistics, yours and events and marketing, media, like it just kind of worked. It kind of fit like a, you know, a hand in glove. You know, we were able to produce some amazing events, um, create some great relationships that we still have today. Matter of fact, uh, Michelle says hello. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and it just worked. It worked. It worked. And it, it, it still works. And so I just want to encourage those who are, who are thinking about a partner or thinking about, you know, having uh, someone join their team, you know, that is, is doable. Like I it, agree. it can work. I agree. We, we, and we were very intentional about that. We, we talked about that a lot. We, we saw it in others. We saw where there were gaps and opportunities, but I, I do believe our being intentional about, okay, you got this. I got that. I like the way you do this. I like the way you do that. I wish I can do more of this. Well, you can do that. I mean, we really were we just, did. Mm -hmm. We really made sure that we both were showing up in places and spaces at the table mm -hmm. where we where we were shining. I, that was I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I, I don't think I really thought about it like that until I started really like thinking about these questions for you and kind of having this conversation. We talked a lot. We met a lot. We, we conceptualized a lot. Like so we yes. didn't you know, we didn't like just wing it. It was right. it's, it was intentional on how we kind of showed up at the table. You know, right. and, it, and we, then we started to get this cadence. I'd look at you, you jump in, you'd look at me, I would jump in and we would just, you know. I, I knew when to be silent and <laughs> I, I knew when she was going to speak and I knew what she was going to say. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It, it was like, you know, it was a dance. You it know, was. I was looking at her, she was looking at me. It just, it worked out and the clients didn't know what to do. They was like, these sisters are like coming at us left, right. Have you thought about this? Because, so, you know, it, it's, <laughs> oh yeah, so much fun. So much it, fun, so much fun. It worked. It so, worked. so let's talk about in, in business in general, because we've even talked about this. So there is a trend, right, where Everybody wants to be a boss babe or boss bitch or whatever the things are that people are telling you you're supposed to do and then giving you a, a footprint of what it looks like, right? That, right. you know, you got your, your red bottoms on and your, you know, all of the Instagram amazing photos, no hate, no shade, just saying um, that's not all of the picture. So they, they give you this kind of like, oh, you want to be a business? You don't have any employees. I've traveled all the world all the time. And, I'm you know, I have a million houses and I'm doing all these things. God bless you. 
But let's talk about the other side in order to make that side true. Yeah, the 85% of the work, not the 15% of what you see. There's a difference. It might be 80, it might be, it might be 80, 20, it might be 85, 15, but the 15% of what you see, number one, has likely been curated. Mm. Number two may fail the three question tests. You know, what's your what's your return on, on investment? Mm. What are you really bringing home? And what would your clients say to you, say about you after you've done your job? I mean, mm. we've been in a number of situations where we know that people who have been in places and have presented a, 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 um, a visual of this great job that if you're, they're not about the business, then you don't have a business. Mm. Say that for the people in the back. If you're not about the business, you don't have a business. <laughs> Some things you just gotta bring home. If you're not about the business, then you don't have a business. Let's a talk about that. Media page is not a business. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. You're absolutely right. And it's coming from an expert marketer, by the way. So she knows what she's talking about. I, I, I and I remember, you know, presenting um some marketing um tips to a to a class of new new um, startups, and and I kept thinking I need to talk about branding. Well, I need to step back because. We need to talk about if you legitimately have a business mm. and do you know who your clients are? Do you mm. know your ideal target? How are you talking to them? And are you leveraging what you do to actually bring home money? Mm. I mean, that's you can't even get into marketing and events until you have determined whether or not you have a legitimate business. Not mm. to say you can't get there, but I, I implore people, please be about your business. Mm. I love it. I mean, because here's the thing. And, and so I just want everybody listening to know that it's not, it's really no shade. I think, no you know, if you got a beautiful Instagram, you know, presence and you're doing all the things, fantastic. But what we want to make sure that you do is that make sure you handle your business. Make sure yes. your paperwork is together. Paperwork is in place. Exactly. You know, yes. you know, it's, it's not all what it looks like. No. And the work is hard. You know, we've talked to all of these women who have businesses and what they say is that it's not for the faint of heart. No, it's not. You know, you are, um, I think Ms. Shahida talked about it in her interview. You're the last one to get paid. So if you have, you got to pay vendors and you got to pay subcontractors and ICs and employees if you have them. And guess what? At the end of the day, you got to take what's left. That's right. So you're doing all of that. Looking good on, on, you know, on, on social media. Mm-hmm. So, gosh, it would be so nice if, if we just told the truth. Mm. It would be so nice if we just told the truth. And, and I feel, I don't know, it might be a generational thing. Maybe. You know, I, <laughs> I feel um, indebted to those that I watched and me being able to share the truth to, to those, um, you know, coming after me. Yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons, another reason why I wanted to do this. It was just kind of taking the masks off and talking about the actual shit that's really happening you know what yes. i mean like the hard stuff like it's, yeah. it's hard it's you know hard. um it's it and and you know one thing in social media we all know that everybody's giving their highlight reel right the best of the best the where i win who i love blah 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 but all of the stuff that's not necessarily happening that you don't see every day is the stuff that's the real stuff that's it's right. lonely having a business okay. can be very lonely you're the only one up in the middle of the night trying to get stuff done even if you have a team mm-hmm. you know it is it can be very dark sometimes it can be super rewarding it can be taxing on your family there are a lot of 
lot of things that you have to deal with. And I think we have to start, I agree, telling the truth about all of that. And that's why we have all things behind the scenes. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> that's what we're doing here. So, so um, let's, let's continue on to mm-hmm. uh, that conversation. And let's talk about just in some of the things that you've experienced as a business owner. Um, are there some, what are the characteristics you think are necessary for someone to be able to not just have a business, but maintain and grow Mm -hmm. a business? Um, You know, I talked about believing in yourself and and that could be, you know, where you start, but it needs to carry you through. I would also say resiliency, Um, figuring things out. Like you literally have to figure everything out. Mm. Um, You you start off potentially being a jack of all trades um, but if you're smart enough to to leverage, you know, your strengths um, and begin to bring on people who can support and work for you, you know, then, you know, you're building. Um, I would also say, um, you know, paying attention to to what's happening around you and identifying opportunities. And where you can grow, mm. you know, I, I think of, I think you did that well, Nina, very well, very strategic about your shift mm. and where you were and who you ended up working um, with as, 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 as far as your, your client base, you know, just, you know, where are you and, and who needs your services? Mm-hmm. And it may not be, um, you know, a fashion designer. It might be, you know, uh, a waste management company. They're not <laughs> sexy but they may still need your business. Yeah. So, you know, not all, not all parts of the, very little parts of the business is sexy. (laughs) Very few parts of it is sexy. Mm. Just, just, yeah, just, just, just leaning into, you know, what you know you can do being resilient about it, you know, finding these opportunities to grow. Um, I, I, yeah, I think that's that's the foundation. Of well, what talk, I, talk about talk about because you you you're here. You've done it. Talk about like one of the biggest mistakes that that you made, or you know, um, that you found out later if you had known you would have done something different. Like what are stepping stones and and uh, challenges that you have creating? Um, I think being upfront and clear on the services you are going to deliver to your client and ensuring that they know what they are and what they aren't. You mm. know, clients can sometimes, um, you know, push the scope of work. And I think I, I just, not I think, I know this is one of the hardest ways that I learned. Uh, one of my very first events on my own was a celebrity fashion show for a nonprofit to, not to be named. And the, the, the person who did it before was internal. And so they managed the event as well as, the attendees, you know, selling tickets and things like that. And, and mm-hmm. me in my haste to say, yes, I can do it. <laughs> you know, I agreed to be a part of, um, you know, the management for ticket sales. Like how do you plan an event and not sure there are people in the seats? Mm. That's what I did. An mm. event. And I did, I was not successful in getting people in the seats. And I, and I thought about it afterwards that had I been clear in the scope of what service I was providing, yes. I would have just said the event management. Mm. You as a nonprofit manage internal, external partnerships, sponsorships, and attendees. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I, it felt like a failure on my part. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things, you know, you learn from your mistakes. That can be hard on the ego. Baby, yeah. 
Yeah, you learn quick though, but that's how we learn sometimes. That's right. You know, sometimes, you know, every event is not successful. And I can say that over the years, you know, there's been some events I'm like, ugh, we got through it, but yes. man, was that hard. Yes. Or man, we should have done this or we should have done that. And so we do take time, you know, as a company, as a team to kind of walk through what, you know, what didn't work. What do we need to not do again? You know, what do we need to do again? Like what was successful? And it's important to kind of know that. And I think you're also right about the scope of work because you are right. Clients want you to do everything and yes. you just be very clear about your lane. Mm-hmm. I am not a butts and seats person. I do event management. I do, um, I'll do logistics. I'll, I'll help you with marketing and I'll help you with kind of strategy when it comes to the type of people and the price points based on budget and, um, you know, percentage of how many people that, you know, the type of person that you're, that you're going to get into the door that's a vegetarian. Like I'll talk about like all of that, but I'm not going to go out and pass out flyers and, you know, social media, your event. That's what marketing is for. And so, you know, I'm really clear about that and I've, or sponsorship. So one of the other things that people ask me a lot of time is that, oh, does sponsorship come with your event management package? And I'm like, no, ma'am. So, but I do have a couple of recommendations for you. I'll send you, you know, some lists of names who can do all of that because understand something. And after years of doing this, those are all separate jobs. Yes, absolutely. Sponsor de- sponsorship development is a whole can of wax in itself. And That's somebody right. who does that for a living should be doing that if you don't have an in-house person. That's right. And so if I'm the event management team and I'm doing sponsorship, marketing, event management, the planning, the logistics, the on-site, the staffing, and I'm doing all those things, one, you can't afford it. And then two, I'm not going to be able to do all of those things well. That's right. And so I think scope of work is you hit it right on the head on that. Scope of work. My goodness. goodness. Know your lane, people. Know your lane. That's right. And run it. Um, let's let's talk about being a woman in business. Hmm. Do you have or have you had situations where being a woman um or, or somebody tried you? Like in do you have those situations within your scope? Was it whether in corporate America or whether um, as a business owner? Um, you know, I, I was thinking about that. Um, I, can, I can't think of any particular situations, um, but I do know that, you know, with most women, we end up in scenarios where, you know, what we are bringing is, is either not fully and highly valued mm-hmm. um, or marginalized to a degree. And in that, in knowing that, um, my intention is always to, you know, walk in and be there as if you belong there. Mm-hmm. And so to help mitigate anybody <laughs> trying me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to show up and, yeah. okay, my seat is just as big as yours. Mm. We all are talking about what needs to happen. And you will hear me when I say what I need to say. Where, so, where, what is that? Is that confidence? Where is that coming from? Uh, like, how do you know to do that? It, it is confidence or is me sitting in my car before I go in. <laughs> hey, running through. Myself, uh, Dana, remember, you have these things to say. They will hear you. Don't walk out of there without sharing what you know. Yeah. And, and, and put an idea on the table and make sure that it has been um, claimed by you. That, but, but I mean, we're laughing, but that's such a, uh, a key skill. Like it's when you prepare for anything, but right. if you're going to prepare to walk into a room and you know, 
um, that there may be challenges in that, you know, either being heard or being taken seriously, or you're walking and you might be the only woman, the only black woman. There's all these scenarios and taking a moment and walking through and knowing what you're walking into is, is fire that you, everybody needs to do that. Yes. It's fire. And so now you're walking with intention. You're not just in there just, hey, I got here's a business card and the kind of thing. You're walking with intention. Now, if you're really doing it well, you know everybody in the room. You've I done was your research. About to say that. Nina, I was just about to say that. Before you even go, you know who's in the room, who your allies might be. You may have even talked to them, mm -hmm. found out what is going to be said or shared. I was just, see, I told, see, we haven't lost this. All right here. There's a whole art to networking, Absolutely. and so and I was I was sharing in, in in an interview with Shahida that as I've gotten older, I'm less out uh, extrovert and more introvert, and so I have to be even more intentional about walking into a room. Like I have to like it's it used to become really natural to me to kind of work the room and do the things real easily, and I don't know what's happened as I gotten older, but I have to like prepare myself more. Like I'd rather just be at home, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a business to run and grow and, and all that sort of stuff. So I, I have to like get in the car. First of all, I'm very strategic about where I spend my time. Yes. And then if I'm going to show up, that means I'm going for something. I'm, it's intentional. Right. And so I do the work to make sure that when I get in the room, I come away with something. You know, so I need to know who's there. Why am I going? What am I trying to get out of this? Who, what the connector is? Is this is just you know, non-direction relationships. So I need, you know, all of those things. I have to go through all the, all the things, all the things. In order to make and, it work. work and even, even when you get to the door, I remember one time I was going in intentionally. There were, you know, a couple of things that people need to talk to. What do I need to get out of it? What do I need to ask or hear? And literally I stood at the door as if I was stepping onto a live stage. <laughs> and then just walk in and smile. I mean, yeah. it, it was a physical reaction to, I've got, I have to do this. I have to do this. This is how I have to show up. I think that's, I think people need to hear that. Because people ask me, I had a meeting with someone, they were like, you mean you have insecurities? I was like, doesn't everybody have insecurities? Of course I have insecurities. You know, I, there are, sometimes I'm more fearful than not. And, but I've, I've been exercising these muscles for so long. Yes. You know what I mean? That I know how to turn it on. I know how to like do it anyway. I know how to anyway. inspire. Where's the noise? Do it anyway. Where's that, that, that finger? <laughs> there we go. Anyway. You, but you know what I mean? You have to move past it. I don't, there is no choice. Yes. I know that I have to grow the business. That means I have to do these things. I know that I need to to go meet these people because they're. I need to know who they are. They need to know who I am. I need to go do it. So like all the things, feeling under the weather, don't got time, whatever the reasons and excuses that we, we give ourselves, mm -hmm. we do it anyway. Fear. You know, I've been doing a lot more speaking engagements. I don't really, you know, it's not a thing for me. I don't really care about speaking on stage, but I know I have nothing, something to say. And I know now after being on being you know doing this for 20 years that it's time for me to share more and so can't be selfish you got to get it all out can't take it with you might as well share what you know with people <laughs> so that's kind of my take on it and so now i you know you had to get over whatever it that thing is in your way you know i call it the mountain remember mountain we go over we go around it we go under we dig a hole we fly a plane over whatever you got to do but the, you got to get on the other side of the mountain you have to and that's with with all of those different things and if you don't have that it's going to be really difficult for you in business. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be really difficult. In rooms where it will unnerve you. Yes. Or trying oh. to get a yes from a client that you have been aspiring to work with. Mm -hmm. All those things will unnerve you. Yeah. And, you, you know, 
What are you going to do? Do it run? anyway. You're going to run away? No. We no. don't run. Right. <laughs> we do it anyway. We, we do it anyway. Do in it spite anyway. of. We figure it out and we yep. move in spite of fear. That's right. That's um, right. Okay. So let's talk about perception. Because mm-hmm. I think with you, I've been knowing you for a long time. I've been mm-hmm. around you. And this is really interesting about perception, right? Because people think you're one way mm-hmm. that you may or may not be. And so who do you think people think you are versus who you are? Um, I can be a little... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can be a little reserved. Mm. At times, it, okay. it's, it's my nature. And I think that may come off um, a certain way to people. Mm. So what I try to do, because I don't always know, um, but what I try to do is be intentional about engagement. Mm. So, you know, there may be 50 people in the room and 10 people may know me, but and they might be, you know, watching me or looking at me and I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who they are. And so if I do speak to them, the, the conversation is I'm really engaged in you. I am going to ensure that you know that I'm asking questions. Um, I'm listening. I'm offering answers and solutions. And in that moment, you know, this is the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, lo- I think I remember one time. I met Jennifer Granholm and, you know, in a room of 5,000 people. But Mm -hmm. honestly, our conversation made me feel like she and I were the only ones in the room. I thought that that was amazing. Yeah. That was Politicians are good at that. They're very good at that. (laughs) I'm not trying to be a politician. (laughs) But I want people to know that um, I'm in the moment, right? I'm in the moment. And so I try really hard to do that. You know, you're one of the best people I've seen do it. I have to give you your pearls because, you know, and I've told you, you, you <laughs> look, we just have been in some situations yeah. where people have approached Dana Harvey and have, you know, told all these amazing stories about how they know her and yada, yada, boom, boom. And then we get to ourselves and Dana's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> And and it's because of that. And it's not it's not a negative. It's just, you know, you spent time and that you you poured into that person and you made that person feel, you know, like you did know them intimately. Mm -hmm. And I watched you do it. And it's a skill that I don't have not yet acquired. I think I'm better at it than I used to be. Um, I think for for me, perception is people, you know, perceive me to be unapproachable sometimes or um, direct. Um, I think the direct is accurate. I am. I was going to say. However, I don't think I'm unapproachable. (laughs) I'm pretty direct. (coughs) Coughing the mic. Yeah, I'm pretty direct. I just, I'm I'm me. And so um, I've tried to like. What I love about you, which again, (laughs) I've told you that, which I love about you, you know, that you are direct in the moment. People will not walk away not sure about what you think or, or, or want to express. Not, not as if you're, you're not you know, like this direct, but just, you're going to hear me out. Yeah. I just want to be clear. Clear. <laughs> I want there to be no qualms about right. what my intentions are right. here. Right. And so, uh, but what's happened 
you know, back to a partnership is that I learned some of the techniques that Dana used mm -hmm. in networking and being gentle and approaching things with grace. Um, I really like I'm channeling my Dana. I literally would tell her, this, I need to channel my Dana when I'm going into this particular meeting. So I'd get to channel my grace because these people are a little more sensitive and I know that. So I need to be more you know, choose my words nicely and, and, and start with greeting. Hello, how's everyone doing? How's the kids? And da, 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 da. now we spent 10 minutes on that. And then I, you know, and so it's difficult for me. I, I, I do, I do. Okay. But like, and the same thing, like you would yes. call me about channeling yeah, some things. Exactly. I sure would. And be, and being born direct. And so like the perception is always interesting, how people mm -hmm. perceive you, yes. regardless of whether or not, I think it's important to kind of know some of that and whether or not you choose to, you know, make changes or not make changes is totally up to you. That's but I right. think understanding perception is good to know. And you can decide then, you know, yeah. what, you know, what you're going to yeah. do. or, or Yeah. Or and, and, if you're, and if you're about your business, there might, might be times where you can seek out, you know, counsel on this. You know, you yeah. can talk to a couple people that you know or just met and ask them. Because it, it can't do anything other than help you. Exactly. Yep. Especially if you don't know. Yeah. And some people don't like that. They don't want to know. I know. I know. <laughs> They're definitely not trying to change or any of that. But I think part of this is just sharing with you guys about growth. And you always have to be self-reflective. Mm -hmm. I think you always have to be looking to do things differently, better, be open to trying new things in order to grow. You know, the earth is ever evolving and 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 moving and changing. And, we, and we're not changing that something's wrong with us. We're not a stagnant object. We're a a living, breathing entity that has to change. Your body is constantly changing. And so your your mind needs to change. And so your mouth can change and then you can grow. And so that's part of why we talk about um, perception in that way, you know, not in the social media ways. Hold no. another conversation. Hold another conversation. Hold another conversation. Hold let's, another. <laughs> let's get into some event talk, bit talk, bit talk. Okay. Um, and so I know we've done a lot of events together. Let's talk about your journey um from your move that yes. you made yeah um and so i know i've had this conversation with some several young ladies about i could never do that i can uproot myself and move across the country so talk about um kind of that process and what you went through in order to pick up from detroit michigan and move all the way to los angeles for this opportunity yes i have been i have been looking to to move for a while um, and I, I think, I think I wanted growth. I wanted personal growth. Hmm. You know, there's a balance between you take you where, wherever you go and the evolution of you can, can occur when you find a new environment. You know, hmm. I was shooting for the, the evolution in a new, a new environment, but I had to wait for the opportunity. And, and I, as I thought back on it, you know, looking for jobs around the country, never mm -hmm. materialized. Opportunities to move to different places for other reasons than the job, never materialized. Then the opportunity to be able to interview for the Walt Disney Company mm. after I had just started a full-time job mm -hmm. was just amazing. But it was when it was supposed to happen. You know, we yeah. were a couple a year out of the, the pandemic and the environment was changing and it was just something in me that felt if they ask me if i want to move to los angeles for this job 
The answer is yes. <laughs> you had already prepared for the I had already prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And I think even there was a little bit of manifestation in that. Mm -hmm. I had been throwing things away. I had mm -hmm. been rid of, rid of things, you know, moved out of my condo, things in storage. I mean, I was I was paring down for something. The kids were in college. Yeah. It was time. It was mm -hmm. time. And and I didn't want to be afraid. I wanted to embrace it. I wanted to 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 move in peace in this opportunity. So mm -hmm. to get the job and then six months later, packing up, you know, what I had, shipping my car across the country, <laughs> flying with my dog, you know, from Detroit to Los Angeles and settling into this new environment where I can see mountains I can see mountains from mm. from from my from my bedroom, right? Mm. No, no, it's not scary. <laughs> no, it is the the uncertainty is is what is driving me to be open to meeting new people, um, creating a new network, leaning into a new way of doing things, a new way of living. Um, you know, being in being around industry, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and learning more about what I have done is just translating into what I'm doing here. This is what I've always done. Yeah, but I was yeah. in Detroit, mm -hmm. and I'm mm -hmm. still doing what I've always done. I'm still me, mm. but the opportunities where I am are so much greater, and I could not have I could not have gained that staying where I was. Yeah, is that simple? Well, it sounds like too, because you know we hear about, or I, I know friends who have just picked up and moved without a real plan, right? I know several people who have tried that, tried to come to Los Angeles and could not figure it out, right? They didn't have that that same zeal that you had. They didn't. They weren't thinking about paring down. They weren't manifesting. They were just like dreaming, you know. And I think there's a difference between dreaming. And actually figuring out what the plan is, even if you don't have the, all the pieces to a plan, you have an understanding of this is what this is. I have to do this for these reasons. Like this has to go in order for me to do that. I need to be able to have sustainable income or I need to like all those things were already kind of in your purview. You were you were figuring that out before the opportunity came along. And then when the opportunity came along, I was still a lot to figure out. I don't think people, I want to get don't get it twisted. Like the move is not, you know, easy. It's not but, easy. But, you know, you had some things in your favor when it comes to an opportunity that could help you, you know, pay your bills. Yeah. And, and I, I think that that probably is a, is a large part of what made it work. You know, th there are some stories that say I moved to Los Angeles and I was living in my car and, you know, for five years before, you know, mm -hmm. that could be. But there are a lot of people who, who do that and they never find that foundational or that breakthrough. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I needed the stability to grow. Yeah. I mean, and that's the difference, right? You could do that. You could jump up and move and rough it, you know, and all of that sort of stuff and, you know, try to figure it out. But I think there comes a time, too, where, you know, as you get older, wisdom mm -hmm. um, is important and um, stability and security is important. And so, like, it, you know, I'm thinking of names popping in my head of people who tried that end up in their car you know at me at my age trying to move to los angeles <laughs> uh, living in the car is not an option 
You not know what I mean? Car. Like it's not an option. So if I can't figure it out outside of living in the car, then I don't need to move to LA. That's right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thing. So, you know, plan it out, be prepared. Let's talk about real quick um, some of the major events that you are involved in at Disney mm-hmm. and um, like your, your best, most shiny favorite event so far. And so, so my role is um, event producer for uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, communications. And I was brought on to manage our Reimagine Tomorrow Conversation Series events, which are employee focused events that share, tell, share and tell stories of all of the dimensions that create an inclusive world within Walt Disney Company. Outside of that, um, I do external market activations and I have programmed and produced um, events at Essence Festival and Out Equal and Afrotech and Congressional Black Caucus all around sharing the storytelling for Inclusive Voices mission. Hmm. Um, I think the, the most exciting one was uh, last year. You know, when you think about you're working for the Walt Disney Company and, and it was, you know, it's like the house of, of, of the mouse, right? House you of know? the mouse. Mm-hmm. The house of mouse. And, um, you know, he is the big guy. He is the big guy. And there's the VIP. He is. He is the <laughs> VIP. He is the VIP. And it is something magical about him and the stories that created him and the, and the stories that have been created around him. You see it in kids and you see it in, in adults. And so um, I was able to produce an onstage moment um, that included Mickey. And, you know, you say it as if it's, oh, you know, you just, you know, pull him by the arm and walk him on stage. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. The magic around Mickey is very magical. And he is to be, you know, honored and treated very presidential. And so there's a lot that goes into ensuring that, um, you know, that magic remains and that, you know, people of all ages and colors and ethnicities feel it. And I'm telling you, it was a room of 2000 grown people and you would have thought that we were all in Disney World. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I was going to ask you about VIP management when it comes to event management, but I would imagine that he is the ultimate VIP. He is the ultimate VIP. He is. So, the I mean, what, what, what kind of things do I, did you, do you need to do to make sure Mickey shows up on stage? Um, you know, everything is, 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 is Discretion, so I can't tell you (laughs) (laughs) to kill you. (laughs) It's all discretion. So he has handlers, I would imagine. He has handlers and a schedule. He's very scheduled. I mean, just think about it. He could be anywhere at any time. He can be in, or he can be in Florida, and the next thing you know, he's in Orlando. You know, so he He yes, temporary. He has. Does, does, Does Mickey have an assistant? Um, yeah, yeah. Probably several. Probably several. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. All right. And does Mickey have a special microphone for Mickey? Um, well, well, in order to, and yeah, well, if he's on stage, yeah, he does. He yes. has his own thing. Yeah. Probably labeled Mickey. Do they call him by his first name or is always Mr. Mouse? I mean, what, what's happening? It's Mickey. And he is, you know, he is consistently his jovial, magical self. <laughs> Sounds like you bought into the magic of the magic kingdom of uh, Disney. You are a company girl. I am. I am. I am. 
so how do you mix like having your own company and still doing projects and work a full time? Like how does that all work together for you? Um, well, right now, full time is full time, mm. right? It's full time. Um, and, and most of the, the people that, you know, seek me out, it's, it's counsel at this point. Mm. Um, but I, I just have a, um, a soft spot in my heart for, you know, women in business. And so whenever there is one who is starting a company, you know, whether it's in my industry events or marketing, I want to be there for them. And I'm trying to figure out how to do that on a, on a more intentional and consistent basis. Hmm. Um, because I know that, you know, I have some things to share and, and I would love to be able to help, you know, someone uh, quickly, more quickly pass over the hurdles that I went through. Well, I think that leads into like, if someone is trying to walk in your footsteps, right? Have a, a business and work full time, you know, what advice do you have for them in that lane? Balance. Mm. Balance. Balance is a thing. Balance is the thing. You know, what are you physically capable of doing um, so that you are giving of yourself but not giving up on yourself? And that means you physically can't be in two places at one time. Mm. Putting your system in place, systems in place so that you can leverage your capabilities and your time. I know you you have been working on that, right, Nina? Yes. Um, so the balance, and I've said this before, believing in yourself. I have my bees. Okay. So it's balance, <laughs> believing in yourself, building your brand so that your efforts and your executions can speak while you're, while you sleep, mm. be about your business. So you yep. can get your bag, be about your business so you can get your bag. Okay. That's what right. I was saying. But, but Is that going to be your next workshop? That's the bees. The be bees. about the bees. Be about the bees. Absolutely. <laughs> be about the bees. I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's talk, let's let's let me ask you about legacy. So you know, no man knows the day or the hour mm -hmm. that we breathe our last breath. So, um, what do you want people to say about you when you're gone? Um, I would like them to say that. I cared about the people that I impacted, mm. um, that I, that it was important for me to create community and a tribe supporting other women, mm. um, that I lived my life in a way that was expansive and creative, um, and, and focused on what's important. You know, those things are, are growing uh, more fully within me. Mm -hmm. And so they have become the core of, of what it is that I like to achieve, whether it's in business and or professional. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those are the those are the things. Yeah. I, I know I threw a sideball at you because I didn't prepare you for that question. Yes. But I think that was an amazing answer. And I know this, this is one of those things like who wants to talk about what happens when they're when they're gone. But I think what happens is once we start to talk about it, you know, we're manifesting, Yes. right? What it is that we want to leave behind. Like, so in order to leave it behind, you got to do it while you're here. So yeah. <laughs> like manifesting those things that we want people to know about us and, you know, how we move, how we operate, who we are as people at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ms. Dana, for sharing that. And so tell us about what you're doing now and how people can find you. 
Sure. Um, I am, you know, working and, you know, lifting um, sto uh, stories of, you know, underrepresented voices and people, talent, cast members, employees. Um, I love it because it, it captures, you know, my skill set, but also my passion. Mm. So full time, you know, full time. So if they wanted to get consulting from you as from a marketing professional. Sure, sure. Um, my website will be danaharvey.com. So very shortly that will be up and running and people can contact me there. Otherwise, um, they can find me on Instagram at Dana underscore Harvey and on Twitter at, at Dana Harv. Dana Harv. Okay. All right. DanaHarvey.com. You heard it here first uh, that she is going to be doing some marketing consulting and some workshops and some seminars and sharing a wealth of information about being a marketing consultant, about being digital marketing, traditional marketing and event production as well. Event producing. Yes, absolutely. All the things. I guess All it's going to be a part of the workshop. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> just slid that on in there just in case you were thinking you needed someone to talk. Uh, thank you, Dana. Thank you for being here. We are out of time. I'm looking at the people in the background. She said cut. Um, <laughs> we try to be respectful of time, those who are listening and to our guests. And so thank you a million thanks for taking time out to be a part of all things behind the scenes. Thank you, Nina. Thank you. I'm so happy and honored to be a part of your journey. Um, and you know, the, it, 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 it has never been the end, right? It has never, never been the end. Never. So Un until next time, until right? next time, right? <laughs> the next thing I'll be until calling. Next thing, exactly. right, bye. See you later. Bye. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of all things behind the scenes podcast, where we discuss all things, events and entrepreneurship. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to be notified of each new episode. You can also follow us on all things BTS podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We welcome all comments and suggestions. So let us know what you think. We love hearing from you. So until next time, remember that the only thing that you can guarantee about an event and life is that it will change. Be blessed. <laughs>